I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Bottom one. Bottom yeah. one! Okay, I'm more- like, Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know, I'm just trying to see it. <laughs> That's not how humans talk to each other. Monster. We get it, you're a bottom. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you yeah, right. You heard about my drill? <laughs> I'm sorry, bottoms don't get stocked like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm kidding. They absolutely do. <laughs> I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that makes a great icebreaker on the dating apps. I'm Carolyn Bergier. <laughs> I'm Sarah York. And today we're Diking Out with comedian and performer Colette McIntyre about being fat and queer. She hosts the comedy show I Think We're Alone Now at New York Stonewall in every month with Olivia Levine, who we had on the podcast last week. And Colette, so glad that we got to have you both I'm back to back. I know. So happy I wish you could separate. have had you. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, like, it would be fun to do the same, but I feel like it would be too well, much. It's like she's an only child and I'm a youngest child. Oh. Yeah. So then we just would have been screaming over each other, like <laughs> tap dancing for affection right, the right. whole time. Yeah. Which yeah. is what our show is. I'm not selling our show. Our show is very fun. <laughs> it is Please very fun. fun. I like that you can separate your your careers though. Like you're, you're sort of like a late stage Olsen twins move where you're like, wow. we are each, we are collectively a successful unit. Thank However, you. we each have our own thing. I would prefer if you <laughs> compared us to the Sprouse twins <laughs> because they're younger. And I do think that is what lesbians are looking for now. Right. Aesthetically, I everyone wants agree. to fuck a lady Cole Sprouse, I'm and that's me, for a baby. Dylan vibe myself. Oh, I yeah. see it. Oh, I see that, <laughs> and I'm digging it. Uh, you know, there there was a 
band uh, that we reached out to, and it wasn't Tegan and Sarah. I mean, we reached out to them too, but um, but I said Are there that other bands. I'm not. Yeah, in the world, it's the one other band other than Tegan and Sarah, yeah. and uh, we said that we would could interview them separately. But because it it's just too much four people on one episode, it's too many people talking. It's too much. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. We That's are, what men do on their podcast. Yeah. Yes, right. We already struggle with like talking over each other. Uh, with three people. So four, I can't, I can't imagine. And they were like together or nothing. I'm like, Oh, okay. They're also a lesbian couple. So I, all all four, the, well, the, the, these two, yeah, 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 untenable. Uh, But also I think, yeah, it's like, we are legion. We cannot be. Yeah. Separated. That sounds healthy. Yeah. No, that's what I thought. I was like, this sounds kind of unhealthy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, our next Stonewall show is uh, August 26th, and we will be uh, announcing the lineup soon. Tickets are available now. Go to dykingout.com slash events, and it should be a lot of fun. So come out to that. And also, I'm going to be doing some stand-up uh, outside of New York. So check out cbcomedy.com and see. I'll be adding dates throughout the month of August, I hope. I hope people still want me to grace their stages until— I think they will. My dark, dark jokes. Yeah. Um, so on the way here, so Sarah sends me a screenshot of of our self-proclaimed uh, Lord of the Lesbian. Yeah, we are ripping the title from Leah Delaria. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So I have a bit of a bone to pick with with Leah Delaria. First of all, I just find her to be. Everyone knows who she is. I'm sure. Google her if you don't. She played Boo Boo, Boo on Orange Is the New Black. Uh, I find her Instagram, her social media presence in general to be a little grating in a way that, um, in a way that sort of reminds me of how there is such a sharp contrast in the age divide within the queer community, Mm. not to, not absolutely not saying that this reflects all women of a certain age within the queer community. However, she has sort of this relic, she's sort of a relic of a, different era, I think. And I think no, there's no more, more clearer than that than in her social media presence. Basically, really she manifests in a caption. I really, I cannot like, I, so she has this thing, this tendency on Instagram to create captions with her photos that often say like things that are sort of thinly veiled misogyny. The mm. example was this on the way here today, the birth, uh, birthday post to Taylor Schilling. I and, have it right in front yeah, of me. Yeah. We read, read, the, read the caption. Yeah. Happy belated birthday to this goddess, Taylor Schilling. Got nothing but love for you, Tay-Tay. Sorry I missed you yesterday. I was screwing a girl. There it so, is. See, all you had to do, like, that could have been, the first part of that's fine. That could have been just a birthday post to her friend Taylor Schilling. However, yeah. she had to turn it into this fucking gross, like, the, the, the kind of thing that, like, a, like a filthy old man would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my problem with it is that if we're going to apply any standards whatsoever to men on social media, we need to apply those same ones to all people who are attracted to women. Like, yeah, you can't say these things and proclaim to be some sort of like bastion of, of like, you can't, you can't, first of all, no one is Lord of the lesbians. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Even though we do sell a Lord of the lesbian shirt we with do. Ellen DeGeneres on it. <laughs> yes, that was based she, on a Samira Wiley, a uh, cute clip. So yeah, it's fine. Merch. Yeah, yeah. Please buy that. But um, I mean, yeah, like lesbians. We, it's not a monarchy system. Yeah, we're yeah. not gonna follow any system. <laughs> to be whatever I don't know, like pagan. Yeah, witch cults used to do. We all know Laura Dern is the Lord of the Lesbians. True. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I just I find it to be gross when, particularly, like speaking on behalf of mask presenting women, when women who who carry the aesthetic of masculinity mm. also carry the bullshit toxicity that accompanies men yeah. typically like you don't have to be a fucking gross old man pervert on Instagram to be like outwardly queer like there are ways to there are ways to tell the world that you're attracted to women to be proud of that and to be proud of who you are to take pride in your sexuality to own it to be all these things but you don't have to be a fucking gross old guy about it like yeah. I'm sorry it drives me fucking crazy I think she is a relic like I said of a different time and I don't understand I don't I don't I personally don't believe she has any relevance in the queer community as far as like celebrities go um 
And I just even though she me, just opened a club in P Town, she opened a club in P Town. Whatever, I, it's I don't care. Like it's I, I I just I really long for the days when we are far past these these women taking up space in pop culture. Yeah, for and even if she's she's joking and based on stories we've heard of Leah Delaria around New York and how she is when she goes yes. to yeah. like Cubby Hole or Henrietta or Hudson she, that she stands around saying that she could fuck anybody there and this like really just an aggressive drunken bravado yeah, kind of right. and it's uh if anybody said i was screwing a girl girl imagine girl, imagine like, a, i just want you to imagine for a second that a B-list male actor said that. A B-list straight male actor said that. Yeah. Like, like you said earlier today, like if the guy from Stranger Things said that. Yeah. Or if, uh, if, if like, um, I don't fucking know, just think of any actor you can think of who is attracted to women. If they said that, that, to me, that would probably go viral. And people would be like, oh, what a fucking creep. Yeah. Like, that's, that's like some kind of like, that's language that suggests behavior that suggests you might be sort of a Me Too problem. Yeah, you it's, know, and it's total objectification of yeah. women. Screwing a girl as if she's like this passive young right. thing that you right. did something like, to no and they weren't like engaging in it. I, I just don't yeah. think it's funny. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, like, not it's just funny. not fucking funny. It's not funny. It's like it's the day, it's not funny. creepy old man and yeah. like 14 year old boy like yeah. in the back of the school bus. Yeah. Like, yeah, I fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I took those <laughs> titties and did what you do to titties, Tim. It's like, why are you... Who ends a birthday message yeah. with, and just so you know, I fuck. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I couldn't wish you a birthday. It just it seems like a contrived way to say something perverted that's just fucking not necessary and not funny for someone who's tr- who has a career in comedy. Right, it's and this I idea under- that we're supposed to find it empowering or powerful. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing Like a queer woman that. standing up and, like, claiming the and publicly announcing the sex that she has. But it's like, do you also have to dehumanize the person that you're having yeah. the sex with. Yeah. Right. Like, if that's even a reference to a specific person. Right. It's probably, it may not be, but, like, it's just so... Yeah, Leah, we both know you probably just fell asleep. Yeah. Before yeah. you got to the Instagram post. You're 60. Yeah. yeah. Just say you were taking a nap. You were shuffling around. Yeah. Like, I just house. can't, like, I, I just have so little faith in, like, baby boomers in general, but this is just, like, this to me, and, and again, not to be ageist, but I, I think that there is a certain type of celebrity that we are moving past. And I think that Hopefully. she is in the fucking rear view mirror of pop culture. And I hope to keep it that way. And I just think that there's so much talent out there yeah. and there's so many fucking wonderful, talented, queer comedians, musicians, performers, actors, everyone that I wish got a little more attention than people like her do within the community in a way. And there's so many comments under the, under the comments under her post were, Oh yeah. Well, how are people reacting? They were, were like, they like, ha, that yeah. caption, LOL. LOL. Like it, with yeah. like the laughing emojis and stuff. I'm like, this is an all for women too. Mm. It's fucking gross. I know if, if I were even marginally confrontational, I would have <laughs> commented on I'm going it. To and comment. Be I have like, too much shit to do today to get in a fucking Instagram yeah. fight Ooh. with Leah Deloria, but I'm going to, when I have the time, because I, I know she'll respond. Oh, and yeah. she'll respond. She reads all of her comments. Yeah. She's not, not that dad. fucking famous. She's yeah. reading her comments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't like it at all. Drove me nuts. Anyway, moving on. No, I think that's important. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's not up. the, as you said, I think so eloquently. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not, why are we bringing over all the toxicity that comes with masculinity? Yeah. Why is that valuable within the community that we're trying to establish? Yeah. Like, we have an opportunity to create a different kind of society. So it's yeah. so bizarre to me when we re-engage and, like, those same patterns and behaviors. Absolutely. And act as if that's, like, yeah. radical. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's much of a leap to say that the same lesbian women who have this toxic masculinity are also the same ones who are, like, no trans women in our oh, spaces. 100%. It's super turfy. Yeah. Right? It's 100%. Just, right? Yeah. That's, that's the vibe it gives me. turf, but, like... Mm, those are some turf-esque qualities. Right. Yeah. And I'm also not like saying that those, that this, this whole bringing elements of, shitty elements of masculinity along with the aesthetics of it is exclusive to older women because it's absolutely not because I know, oh, I mean, yeah. I've met younger women who, who also act this way as well. Well, the people liking the post were younger, younger women. women. Yeah, exactly. And I was shocked. Yeah. I was frankly shocked. It's just yeah. not even a good joke. It's yeah. not a good joke. That offended me the most, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, like 
at least you got to build a better bridge than that. Like that's right. not your. Let's this do is some work here, Leah. Yeah. Let's punch this up. Let's workshop this first a little let's bit, Leah. Screwing. That's the screw- verb. Who using? the fuck says screw anymore? Also, a hundred percent. Taylor Schilling read that and was like, rolled her eyes. Mute. I guarantee yeah. she rolled her eyes. Taylor Schilling said, "Remind me who this is again." <laughs> I'm not particularly. No, it looks like I took a photo with her in 2011. I love my fans. She wrote back, I yeah. love my fans. Yeah. <laughs> I I was talking to a uh, one of the actors from one of the later seasons of Orange is the New Black, um, who is more on the, the butch masculine yeah. side, and they made a passing comment about how toxic Leah is. Well, we know someone who worked for a magazine who sat down and interviewed her yes. for oh, a, God. I'm not going to say who it was, yeah. but she sat down and interviewed her for a very big publication a few years ago, but kind of when Orange was like really yeah. popular. Yeah. And they went out together professionally right. and the whole time, and she's a very femme presenting queer woman. And the whole time Leah Deloria was like saying really disgusting things to her, Ugh. like coming on to her, like, is this like acting like it was a date? And she was like, she told, according to this person, she said something about one of her coworkers on this, on the show who happens to be like one of the biggest stars in the show oh, yeah, saying, yeah. and Leah Delaria said, I want to put my dick in her mouth. That was the, again, this is secondhand information. Right, that was a quote directly from my friend who worked with we her. We would never accept this behavior from we straight men. We would never yeah. accept it from straight men. Never. Ever. And- like, I, I just, I, I truly think that I'd find her to be fucking vile. And, and I think she's kind of a bully. Like, I'm sure with all of the uh, queer women who are on that show that someone has had to have called her out on this. Yeah. I would. One would hope. She's not a, she's not that big of a star. Like, yeah. She's, I, I would say. But she seems like a, like a bully. And yeah, that she yeah. would really just like make your life miserable if you yeah. did yeah. call her out. And I imagine she just plows over like anyone. Yes. Any criticism. Any, any criticism at all. And it's yeah. like, you don't get it. Yeah. She'll be uh, like, you're just jealous because you're not screwing girls yeah. like I am. <laughs> you're not giving them the old wang doodle. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, Leah <laughs> Delaria? <laughs> what Holy- fucking decade is this? <laughs> like are, you a, are you an old timey sailor? She's a sailor, a truly. <laughs> wang truly. doodle. <laughs> And that's a that's a direct quote from Leah yeah. Delaria. Yeah, that's the name of her strap on. Yeah. It's, it's Mr. Wang Doodle. Oh, gross! Oh my god! I feel like that's a good improv team name, Leah Delaria's strap. Yeah, <laughs> Leah Delaria's problematic strap. <laughs> it's gonna be the new oh. artful nudes of Patty. Well, now, yeah, exactly. Well, now that I've burned that bridge. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And so next week's guest, Leah Delaria and her problematic strap. Bring it in. My anxiety, if we had her on the podcast, would be, I don't... Oh, peaking. Yeah, I couldn't. I, for the record, will not work with her professionally ever. I would be terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What else is going on? Anything? Uh, No, nothing. It's so fucking hot out. I'm over it. I'm yeah. not built for this aesthetically. I know. You're going to talk about it to me <laughs> as a big bitch. It is truly on my way here. It's homophobic. I, this weather's almost, homophobic. It is homophobic. It is fat phobic. <laughs> yeah. It is like, have you seen Shrill? Yeah. Sorry, don't think you did weather. <laughs> Learn something. Um, but this is, being on the New York City subway on those plastic benches, it is so rude to me the number of times when the train stops I'll slide off from the power of my own collected sweat yeah. like a slip and slide I did not ask for which is the worst kind of slip and slide yeah the one that really creeps up on you and it's your own body fluids yeah that's like I'm disgusted by on London's tube that it's cloth seats yet the tube is so much nicer yeah. than the MTA yeah. yeah but then when I see like Chicago's is cloth too and it freaks me the fuck out Paris is also cloth but then I'm that, like, you guys are that absorbs the the sweat kind of yeah but, but then I've never yeah, sat down exactly. and had to be wet but but, but but then you're like surprised but it sitting absorbs in a, everything like yeah. how does it not I don't get it I'm I know like, some of us need it to be absorbed <laughs> I'm no, willing I mean, to I, accept I would love it now <laughs> yeah I think the the cloth seats are like ninety percent skin flakes, but yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it is uh, so bad. I just feel like summer isn't good for any queer people because I just need I need I need sort of a constant breeze to feel good about myself. Right. Like I understand why Beyonce has like a team of people who 
place the fans where they do. Around her. Yeah, Yeah. all the time. All the time. (laughs) She gets out of the shower. Just like, fan team. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that's a controversial statement, though, because they're... Like, summer is a big, especially in New York, it's a big season for the queers because they're going yeah. out to Fire Island. Sure. They're breaking sure. up with their Take girlfriends. Yeah. They're doing crazy shit. My, they're wearing a tank top and no bra. No bra. I'm just living. I feel like it's just about going to Jacob Reese and blowing up your relationship. That's, yeah. that's, what, uh, that's, what's, that's what, like, late spring summer is all about. <laughs> I know. I feel, like, just left out that I don't have a picture of me topless with emojis on my nipples on Instagram at Jacob Reese. That's a possibility. We can take, we are so close to that ferry. (laughs) I know. I will take those photos. (laughs) It's, it's so accessible yet for me, I would like 10 out of 10 rather get on a plane to Miami. Yeah. Really? Then go to New York beach and my, it drives my wife insane. We're actually, we're going to Buffalo um, next weekend, and we're gonna go to this island called Beaver Island. If you want to get me to that beach, Island. call it Beaver <laughs> Island. <laughs> call it Beaver Island, and yes. I am there. Yeah, and we're going to to Beaver Island with my nephews. And what? leave the nephews off Beaver Island. <laughs> Don't bring the nephews to Beaver Island. <laughs> they gotta learn sometime. Uh, and my wife's like, okay, so we'll, we're going all the way to Buffalo, and you'll go to a beach in. Buffalo, and that's like yeah, not in the Niagara in the Niagara River, but you won't go to that. To me, a New York sounds City like beach. it's not as hot though. Maybe it's not it as is. hot. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like Niagara, it just feels like there's a a, a mist happening. Yeah. I don't know, but it I is, don't know anything about water. It is close to Lake Erie, which is 100 percent toxic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, you'll be it's fine. a lake made of diarrhea. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do sure. love that we're like the beach is this, like, symbol of, like, paradise and luxury and, like, oh, I go there to relax. Yeah. And you're just sitting on, like, hot burning glass <laughs> direct into the sunlight's wrath. Yeah. Yes. And, like, what we do for relief is, like, dive into this water filled with, I don't know. Toxic waste for toxic all we know. Waste. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> People are just pissing next to you left and right. That, I know, we what, really just put a lot of trust in our fellow man at that point. What every, is the, with every step you take, you trust that no one has left, like, a heroin needle in that spot where you're stepping. What's the bathroom situation at Jacob Reese? I have no idea. I've never Does been to um, So there are bathrooms, but, like, when you're at the, the queer part, you're yeah. far away from the bathrooms. Yeah. They don't, so give, people us, just they don't give us bathrooms out like, there. <laughs> people just, like, deal with it on a, there's, like, a fence kind of going around, uh-huh. and they'll just, like squat there and everyone accepts as a community that like and we will not gaze we will (laughs) accept that space as a safe space or you just go into the I don't know what people do with the poos (laughs) oh man I do need to know the poos situation before I go out there pooing at Reese it's gonna be my I'm gonna do I'll be like girl on the street (laughs) you know you guys like oh our our beach correspondent Colette (laughs) is out she's a new update pooing on Reese at Reese (laughs) Colette, uh, what's happening? I'm like, thank you, Carolina Tara. <laughs> this will get me to Jacob Reese Beach if we Absolutely. do a pooing at Reese. A poo yeah. at Reese. And you just ask everyone, hold the camera. have you pooed and where did you poo? Can you direct us in the general direction of where you pooed? Poo. Oh, my God. <laughs> the one time I went to Bonnaroo, uh, what I didn't know about it was before you get there, there is a, like, on the highway, all the cars pull off to the side and form a line of cars just to get into it. Oh. So you're waiting in this line of cars for up to like three hours. No. And nobody prepared to me for get that. In? To get in. So I had to to pee. And I already have like some level of bathroom anxiety in uh-huh. a public restroom. So peeing outside for me, it's something I never did in college when mm-hmm. drunk or whatever. It never came to that point for me because I I planned for that scenario. I'm yeah. like, I'm not. It seems too feral for you. Pee- I can't. I can't imagine too you doing feral. That. I can't. I've tried like camping and peeing in the I woods. Would do even it. that. No, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. I'd be like just fully bottomless for no reason. <laughs> like you could have left your, you could have just pulled your panties aside. And I'm like, look at me. <laughs> like when three year olds are learning to pee in the toilet yeah. and they like completely undress. I thought that all men at urinals pulled their pants completely down and it was just a row of butts. (laughs) And I half an older brother. And he was like, no, no, maybe when you're two. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. But anyway, so you're in this car. Oh, well, so yeah, I get out of the car. There's like, at at first there's like no, no trees. And then there's like 
one tree, and oh, then God. there are a few people that are out that seems like this is the, the area where you relieve yourself. Uh. So I went with my, um, I was going with my ex-wife at the time. This was before we were married, and, and her sister. So me and her sister go to, to pee, and I... Even though, like, my bladder is so full, I first I said, can we just have our, like, backs facing each other because I don't want you to see me pee. Uh, like, that's going to make me too nervous. So I'm already being super high maintenance about it's this. It's too conversational. You have a shy it's too urethra. Con- yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. A very shy a urethra. Lady, a lady-like urethra. <laughs> I, and, but what I said to her was, can we be back-to-back? And she thought I wanted to pee. With Leaning our back literally oh, are touching. Wow. And like she trust. looked at me and she's like, are you insane? <laughs> a trust lean. Yeah, trust lean. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so then. <laughs> so then she started pressed against you? No, no. Like, what's happening? No, no, no. She, so she, she takes off all of her clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she looked at me like I was an insane person. And then I clarified. So, th- so then we go and I'm like trying to position myself behind this tree enough so that these cars that are just there full of people mm-hmm. aren't seeing me pee. And I also want to be far enough away from uh, my future sister-in-law that she, like, can't even hear me pee or know that I'm peeing, even though th- this is the mission. Right. And uh, I was, like, pants down. I couldn't go. And I'm, like, sort of, like, shifting and waddling, whatever. And I come back to the car, and uh, my ex is, like, she's, like, tears on her oh, face no. laughing so hard because she's, like, you looked like a fool but yeah. also managed to like find the one space where like everyone, everyone could see you, you. <laughs> and I that's amazing yeah so I mean, that's I, all you need to know like about me too much to go through to see blink 182 yeah like, uh, I can't. that tree was actually a member of Edward Sharp and like the magnetic zeros <laughs> they <laughs> have was an like, active restraining stop. order <laughs> yeah. well like and here's my struggle <laughs> with like peeing with ladies, because you know that's like such a stereotypical thing. They're like, girls love going to the bathroom together. Yeah. yeah. And so I'll go with my friends to like all live before a movie or whatever the fuck at a bar. And I don't know when we all agreed that since we're all drinking the allotted amount of water we're supposed to drink every day. So they're streams. They have like Brita filters in their pussies. <laughs> they're stream like crystal clear. Not that I'm looking, but then like I'll get up, like they'll get off the toilet and be like, yeah. let's just like conserve water yeah. and like pee on my pee. And I'll look down and I'm like, did you pee? Yeah. yeah. And then I get down and it is like a fucking orange Gatorade. <laughs> Mine looks like nuclear yes. waste. And like, <laughs> it, like the aroma in the room. Poison. They're like, this is tear gas. Their eyes are burning. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I had a glass of water like, yesterday, I, maybe. They're like, are you putting battery acid in all yes. your water? Like, what the fuck is going on with you? Like, have you heard of a liquid ever? <laughs> so like, it's sand. Literally what's just coming out of me is a sl- sand. So I can't do it. I yeah. can't. I know I have to be, I do have to be alone. Like I, I can't do the group bathroom thing anymore. I feel like yeah. I did it at one point in my life. But then I always had like the anxiety of going into the bathroom with all my little straight friends of like, especially before I came out. Yeah. Where I was like, ooh, I don't oh, want to be yeah. in a bathroom with a bunch of girls because then they find out I'm a lesbian. They're, they're going to hate me. me. Yeah, 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 like it's just it, that the normal swirl of anxiety yeah. that accompanies pre-coming out anyone. So yeah. I don't know. It but, taints yeah. all things. Yeah, yeah. Primarily what I'm doing in a restroom now is just looking at my phone. Yeah. Like, I'm the one on the bathroom in, like, a single-stall bathroom. Oh, yeah. What are you, a dad? I know. <laughs> like, most of my only time I get alone here. I gotta get away from the old ball and chain. <laughs> so let me play my games. Yeah. I got this new Just game got, on my phone. I got Candy Crush on my Samsung phone. <laughs> yeah, like these welts on your ass. From yeah. <laughs> but I get a little distracted, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm, like, in the only bathroom in this place. I better get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you live in New York, you really... Need to find your safe space wherever, yeah. wherever you can right. get it. Right, any room, any room, any room that, that you're in alone you feels lock. like a luxury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you're unbelievable like, oh, to be palace. alone somewhere. <laughs> For sure. Uh, okay, let's get into our topic. I mean, we started hitting on it: summer sure. beaches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. So, my general thesis, okay. I would guess, okay, is I would that love, I love this. Is that <laughs> The queer community uh-huh. is more accepting of different body types. 
I mean, than the straight community. I think not. Not for gay men. Not for gay men. Oh, definitely not for. Well, yeah, but I want to know: is that the because I feel like so many queer women I know are so like body positive and at like Jacob Rees Beach. It doesn't matter. Like I've seen Instagram photos of. Um, women and men and non-binary people of all shapes and sizes, uh, like very confidently yeah. showing off their their bodies. So I think that it's almost like a more. Yeah, I mean they. Not to say I, it doesn't yeah, like. Well, I think my yeah. experience in the queer community has been like they they love that like they they're happy I exist. You know, it's not the same thing as like when I'm in a straight bar or like literally just walking down the street living my life yeah. and some straight man's like hey you you're fat and I'm like cool thank you um, guess we're just saying facts today um, <laughs> but so yeah like there's there, in my experience there hasn't been as much just outright disgust or you know yeah. like shame yeah but that doesn't mean they want to fuck me or would ever admit to being attracted to me huh. does that okay. make sense yeah it does like it's this idea that they know all the hashtags they love to, like, like my photo on Instagram. Sure. I get told all the time, like, oh, my God, you're, like, so fabulous. Like, oh, my God, you're fierce. Like, you're so, um, like, you're so brave, you know, this mm-hmm. idea. Oh, God. Like, I'm brave how? Why? Just, like, yeah. because I have the audacity. I don't like that word. Because like, the body I live in. Yeah. Right. Like, this isn't saving Private Ryan. <laughs> I'm not running into a burning house. Like, is the burning house my own body? Like, I, it's truly in my experience... And this isn't limited to the queer community. Like, every day in New York, people are shocked that I am not just, like, living like Gilbert Grape's mom, you know, in a house. Right. In front, like, on a couch. They're like, oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Look at you out here all on your own. Yeah. In an outfit. Seemingly happy. Right. Good for you. (laughs) How brave. Yeah, how brave of you. Where where did you get this confidence? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I... uh, we mentioned the show Shrill yeah. before, yeah. and I watched, uh, I watched it. I loved it. I felt like it seems crazy that it almost like took so long for something like that, yeah, to be made. But just I don't know. So so my sister is uh, like has always uh, struggled with her with her weight and my mom is so much like the mom in Shrill mm-hmm. that I keep telling my mom to watch yeah. it to see if she'll have like a, a shred a of moment yeah. like yeah this is my reflection <laughs> yeah. yeah like the the specific thing about like let's diet together uh, and my mom yeah. thinking like she's being encouraging but meanwhile she's like constantly telling my sister she needs to be dieting yeah. um that, the mom character in that show made me wildly uncomfortable. Like, But that's real. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. That's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like that faux concern thing. I don't right. know. Well, yeah. it's always the framing of weight. Like people can openly be fat phobic because we've created this narrative yeah. that it's out of concern for fat people's health. Yeah. Right? So this idea that you're being helpful by telling someone that their body isn't adhering to certain standards yeah its body isn't like i have an unruly body and it is like scary to you and disgusting to you and you are telling me that constantly yeah like being fat is always remember like being aware of the fact that i have a body and yeah. i think being a woman in a lot of ways is always being aware of the fact that you have a body because men especially predomin- if you have, yeah. like yeah. large breasts yeah, yeah. Yes. i feel i have i have very small breasts and i like because um, you know, society says like that's not a, an attractive thing. Like mm. growing up, I was always like, "Man, I wish my boobs were bigger. I wish my boobs." But like now, as not an too adult, big. yeah, well, no, that, right? Well, then, the, yeah. there's a very there's such a small window of in which we are allowed to like exist and look with, yeah. with our body types. Tiny, yeah. yeah, but I, I'm like I'm so glad and thankful now that I didn't grow up with large breasts because I know that like the the attention from men specifically yeah. that that invites and the commentary yeah. from from that is something that I feel like I've been privileged yeah. to have yeah missed my whole I, life. Yeah, I the privilege well. Not getting attention from men has come with my masculine presentation sure, evolving, yeah. although it still fucking happens. Um, I did get a marriage proposal on the street the other day, so Whoa. we're oh. very happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good for you. Thank you. Yeah, he's he's wonderful. 
<laughs> anyway, I, I, yeah. Um, but moving on, like back to like kind of your framing of like within the queer community, yeah, how, yeah. uh, how people are, do you find that, um, like what, what do you find as far as like, like queer spaces that are, that are accepting of, that are like, like you said, everyone knows the hashtag. I love how you yeah. said that. Like, we know the hashtags, we know the things to say. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you feel in those spaces that it, it does, that it does reflect that? Or is it just people kind of being performatively like, we're, we love every, like. Well, I mean, I think I'm speaking specifically to New York, like, as I'm sure you well know, both yeah. of you, like most of the queer spaces are predominantly like gay male spaces. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so when I enter into those worlds, I'm like constantly being told by these men, um, like how fabulous I am and like sparkly and like fierce. Right. Um, uh-huh. so I'm like this shiny, fun thing, um, because I'm like, uh, like a novelty in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is this idea that like fat bodied women, either you're like the nice girl, like you're quiet and nice and like mm, Hannah, like she's just sweet to everyone. Yeah. Or your other opportunity, like your other avenue for how your pe- personality develops is like you're loud and sassy mm-hmm. and yeah. like brash. And so I think that's how I'm coded in enemy space I enter. They're like, uh-oh, this girl's going to be a real who. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like fabulous alert. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. yeah. And like... I never feel, um, I don't like unsafe or, or like a push of hatred, but I never feel desirable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and there's like only so many times that you can like be in a bar with the intention of like meeting someone, right? Yeah. Like being horny as fuck. Yeah. And like talking to all these women who keep telling you like how cool you are and how fun you are, but then ultimately, like, when it comes down to it, they're like, mm, but I would never be attracted to you. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and it's like, I do think in a lot of ways, like, you're allowed to say you're not attracted to fat people as, like, a manner of taste. You know? Right, like, right. Well, that's just my... It, it is kind of the one thing that people are generally allowed to, in so many words, say, which is kind of fun. Right. Like, on every dating app, they're just like, mm, I want, like, someone who's, like, healthy. Yeah. Like, oh, so I hate sporty. that. Like athletic. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I haven't been on the, the apps, but that is a... I have. It's a thing. A thing where yeah. you say what kind of body types... Yeah. Right. Right. Which is like, must we... <laughs> we all know what yeah. kind of body types they want. Yeah. <laughs> it's generally not mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, what I struggle with specifically in the queer community is I do think in a lot of ways fat bodies are acceptable or like... In any community, I think fatness we see as, like, unfeminine in a lot of ways. It's, like, particularly for women, it's, like, not the way a female body is supposed to look. And so when I was growing up, I didn't feel like I can access femininity. Um, And, like, what was wild is that because my body was, like, boys that I would grow up with, well, that's not a body I'm attracted to. That's not someone I want to fuck. That's not doing womanhood right. You're a dyke. And so for a long time, I would... Like, it sucks when you're, to go back to a Mulan reflection moment, it sucks when your Mulan reflection moment comes from a kid named, like, Danny, who's like, fuck you, fat girl, you big lesbian. And you're like, I'm not gay. Like, right? Like, I didn't want everything they said to be true. Yeah. Right, right. And they didn't know I was gay. It wasn't because, like, they knew that at every sleepover, I'd be like, guys, we should practice kissing on each other, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how we're going to get good. Yeah. Um, They said it just because they're like, I'm not attracted to you. And so, and like, you're not doing, you don't look like a girl is supposed to look. Yeah. So you're like a lesbian, right? Like, that's not a a girl in a correct way. Right, right. Um, And so I do think for a long time, I wasted so much time by being like, no, no, like, I can't also be gay. Yeah. Like, I can't let them be right about that, too. Yeah. Like, I can't be like fat and like poor and get like, (laughs) yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Give me Um, something. (laughs) Right. And so then it's interesting where I think, in queer spaces, in my experience, fat bodies, fat bodied women, fat bodied people tend to um, be butcher and mm. a lot more masculine, you know? Mm. Um, and so it's, I feel like it's a weird line where I'm like not really doing it right. Like I, like maybe my body would be accepted if I adhered to like one aesthetic. And then I don't, and like it's weird, like I don't think the way that we talk about androgyny 
in like queer spaces or like androgynous women. Yeah. Always it's like women who are super tiny and slight mm-hmm. who look like preteen boys. Like, so right. You're yes. so right. I'm actually like the I'm, Ruby Rose kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Or even so, or even more, I guess, well, we don't have any other celebrities to, to equate to, but yeah, I, 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 I see what you mean. Like the sort of like. The kind of like boyish sort but, of, but I've never thought about that before. Like someone like Leah Delaria, you'd never be like, "Oh, she's androgynous." You'd right. be like, "She's butch." Yeah, right, right. And and that the stereotype of butch used to be, um, and and some for a lot of people still is like a a fat woman with short hair, yeah. and that's a butch lesbian. Yeah. And if you're um, a a skinny woman with short hair you're androgynous yeah because like fatness is inevitably like taking up space and to take up space is masculine yeah and so to be fat you're both like neither feminine correctly not really masculine correctly you're just like in this like weird nowhere space but that's also not androgynous you know right so it's like because it's like fat men are often portrayed like feminine right they're like weak they're not like you're not, um, your body is like uh, not performing to these standards. Like you should be in the gym, like fucking jacking up, whatever. Yeah. So there is like a femininity attributed to fat men. And then like fat women, in my experience, it was a lot of this like kind of masculinity projected on me. But I was like, well, that's not. That's not your vibe at all. That's yeah. not my vibe. Yeah. 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 I'm just like a classic hard fam. <laughs> Please. There was a joke At the that... bottom of a closet of a bottom. <laughs> the sexual proclivities of a top. <laughs> Choke me. Multitudes. <laughs> Multitudes. As far as like comedy goes, like you're... Ooh, so yeah, okay. This is yeah. like where... The, kind of going back to what you said about how fat women are always like I, the sassy friend yeah, or yeah, like I'm yeah. here to shake things up you know do you feel like pop culturally the I feel like the only example we've had so far of a character who is not that that like kind of silly sidekick right. sort of character has been A.D. Bryant in yeah. Shrill and that's why it was so yeah. important but do you feel like I haven't seen your show, but do you feel, have you felt like generally in comedy, that's just what's expected is just like, you're supposed to be this like, hey, like it's a sort of caricature kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean, I think in general, in media, women, fat women aren't given the opportunity to be the stars of their own story. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just seen as like the accessory to someone else's. Yeah. Well, I, I would say unless it's like um, your fatness is like the center the of the story. conflict. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. And that's like the one thing about Shrill that kind of sucks. I lo- like, I, like Shrill was very important and awesome and funny, and I loved it. But it's like, oh, this is like such an interesting character. It sucks that like the primary conflict is like her struggles her, with her weight. Yeah. But but we yeah. also kind of need that. So yeah, but they also know. I think did a good job of making a lot of her story and her conflict like you know professional. Yeah, I mean, and, my like, yes. favorite part of the story. Like, yes, yeah. My the things I got from it because I do think in a lot of ways Shrill. And, like, not to minimize what other people got from it. Yeah. You know? Like, people came to it uh, different, like, with different experiences of, like, the fat acceptance movement. Like, yeah. Uh, maybe people who didn't, um, who, like, don't have exposure to, like, fat women living out loud like that. Yeah. It really meant a lot to them. Yeah. I would say for me, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just as, like, the general, I was like, yeah, I mean, this is cool. I mean, the sex scenes for me were huge. I think, like, mm-hmm. seeing, like, real, just, like, real sexual yes. scenes of, like, a man wanting her or anyone wanting her. Yeah. Physically, I was like, this is awesome. And, like, yeah. they weren't, aba- like, they were unabashed in how they showed her body. And, yeah. like, A.D. Brown, like, got, like, took her top off and, like, straddled a dude. Yep. And that was really rad to see. And also what I valued is that towards the end, like, she was also just a shitty person. Like, I liked how... The final episodes, we kind of end in this place where you realize how narcissistic she was being. Yeah. And, like, people call her out on her shit. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, great. Like, she's not just this um, mm-hmm. woman who's having this, like, empowering mood and we're all on board with it. Yeah. And, like, yeah. hell yeah, girl. Like, live your truth. Like, I do like that we're also calling her out and letting her be multidimensional. Yeah. Yeah, let her be an actual human with flaws. Right. And, yeah, I and think... it's, like, cool for you that you're feeling confident, but also you're being a bad friend. Yeah. When, when you were talking before about, like, these roles that fat women get, I was thinking of um, Rebel Wilson in the uh, trailer for Cats. 
Oh, no, and it's, yeah. And then it's like they CGI all these. Why do the male cats Cat wear body. clothes and the women cats don't wear clothes? <laughs> yeah, call it that. They're, and they're, they're, they're they have like tits. Like, what, are no, they animals? Only, or Rebel, are they, I don't get only it. Rebel Wilson seemed to have tits. She had and then boobs, it's like, and no one else did. And then yeah. she's like falling over. It's like, oh, she's the ungraceful. Oh, Rebel Wilson I'm like, ruins me. Like she is destroying. And like, that's very unkind, you know? Like yeah. she's doing the best she can and I'm sure like, you take the Gotta roles that the you're bills. given, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, Jesus, girl, the fuck? Yeah. Like, every every part of her comedy, like, revolves around this, like, what, what an outlandish idea that, like, a fat woman being sexual is hilarious. Yeah. Like, we can laugh at it because, like, who would ever possibly, like, want that? Yeah. You know? And so the sheer idea of her in, like, any of those Pitch Perfect movies, yes. all the it. joke would always be like, give me a fucking... Dick to my child. I don't know. Yeah. That's not- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen them, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me play that dick like a recorder. Yeah. Like, I want to play hot cross buns <laughs> up and down that thing. Oh, I beat you. You sure did. Um, <laughs> and like the only reason it was funny is because people were like, oh, like she's fat. Yeah. Right. Like how like, is, why is that that's a fucking punchline? Like yeah. I just don't, I just think it's lazy comedy. I'm over it. Like I like I said earlier, yeah. like I I don't like lazy jokes offend the shit out of me. Yeah. I really yeah. can't stand it anymore. Well, that's why it is so important to me. Like my stand up, I try to like engage in my body. Like it's important to me to call myself fat. And like a lot of people, I am probably would prefer not to use that term. And like that is there. I am happy for anyone to identify in any of the ways that the, which they are comfortable that makes them feel mm-hmm. empowered. Yeah. You know? Um, but for me, uh, and like I am not alone in this. Like this has been a movement of which that I've like benefited benefited from greatly. Yeah. Um. Like to use a word fat is uh, important to me because it is a word that on its own should have no negative connotation. Right. Yes. It's just the state, like the truth of my body. Yeah. Right. Like I have fat on my body. Um, Whereas is, overweight makes it sound like you're not Yeah, there's like normal. a normal. It's like right. a, yeah. right. And yeah. it has a sort of clinical application. And then like any of the other things, like there was this woman on the train and this is interactions. I surely only I get, like we're only fat women <laughs> get. But um, yesterday I was going out to meet my friends. I got on the subway. Um, this woman on an empty train sits right next to me and I'm like, no, oh, okay, here we go. Um, and she was very sweet and she was like, oh, you look amazing. I was like, thank you so much. And she's like, no, you look really great. I was like, cool, thank you, thank you. And she was like, you know, it's just, it's so nice to see, like, a chunkier girl doing what, like, the skinny girls do all the time and succeed. And I was like, you know, you, like, you could, and it's fine. Like, I'm not offended, but I was like, why do you have to yeah. hedge your compliment like that, right? Like, why is right, it right. framed and, like, you're doing so great for a fat girl? Yeah. Like, right. God bless. Like, with that caveat on right. there, it's Truly so fucking. Always ca- like, and I'm like, all right, thank you. That, to me, it feels like that woman was just like trying to make herself feel like I did a good thing today. Like, just, well, she was also another fat woman. Too. Oh, okay. So it was like yeah. she was trying to create some like sisterly conspiracy. Sure. Like, we're doing it. Yeah. And I was like, you, you don't like to me. Like, the most interesting thing about me isn't that I'm fat. Like, isn't that I'm queer? You know, like these are important aspects of my identity that I'm very open about. Yeah. And like informs how I navigate through this world. A lot of the chance, like a lot of the reason, like by no choice of mine, right? Like, I have to right. uh, acknowledge these things because they're, quote-unquote, abnormal and people remind me of them all the time. So I've had to, like, embrace them yeah. and celebrate them. Um, but it's also, like, I have other things. Yeah. Right. Like, I look cool because I look cool. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. <laughs> I look cool at any size. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy, too, the way that... Um, fat people are judged differently for doing the exact same things yeah. as yeah. people who who aren't fat. Like, you could have um, a fat person and a skinny person uh, enter the same cafe, both order two donuts apiece, and right. everyone's looking at the at the fat person yeah. being like, oh, well, you know. Right. It's so exhausting. It's, but but nobody's thinking like, yeah. well... That skinny person is like yeah. literally Nothing doing the exact same thing. Nothing fills me with rage than this like new accepted like mm, so fun so quirky brand of like generally I would say straight girl comedy but like I'm sure um, it's yeah. not like yeah. just qualified to that. 
But it's like this whole like Instagram meme culture of like boyfriend, whatever boyfriend. Do you mean Papa John's? Yeah. yeah I like pizza. Like fuck you. Yeah. My best Friday night. Um, <laughs> like sitting down with yeah. a box of donuts. Yeah, that whole like, like I'm a mask in a cute right. way thing yeah. is like yeah. kind of exhausting. It's like a very it's. It's like, sure, I'm a girl, but guess what? I love Cheetos. Yeah. And it's like, that is so inaccessible to me. Like, no one would find it cute or funny if I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, guess what I did? Like, just fucked the garlic butter that came with this breadstick. Everyone would be like, that's so sad. Everyone would be like, yeah, you probably did. (laughs) Everyone would be like, wow, she confirmed my suspicions. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) It is like, you sad, you sad clown. Yeah. Like and it, you, like it is exactly right. The amount of time that I waste thinking, like, should I order this dessert? Like, everyone's gonna see me eating it. Yeah. Like that's only going to reconfirm every all the assumptions they've made about my body and the way I quote unquote got this way. Right. Yeah. And like, the way I live my life. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of an annoying like skinny girl culture is so, and it is kind of it feels to me like a very straight skinny girl culture thing. Yeah. To, turn to, to like, like the more like the more they say that they're, like the more food they're talking about, the funnier the joke somehow. Right, I think it's yeah, like, like a it's, weird, um, like it follows in the lineage of like cool girl culture. Like they're yeah. like, I'm not like other girls. I'm a cool like, girl. Right, like don't worry, boys. I'm not gonna order a salad. Pfft, boy, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna get wings with you and like. It's kind of that beers. pick me shit that yeah. straight girls do with men. That's just kind of like. I like I see you, girl. Like I see right. what you're doing. You know, it's it's kind of. And I don't blame. Believe me, I don't blame them. No, it's yeah, like, yeah, no, you've been because they're your whole life that the only value you have is a value that is given to you by men. Right, right. But it's still like pop culturally. I think it's annoying, and it's like For it's sure. everywhere in memes. For it's all over sure Instagram, it and I'm just and, like, like you I couldn't pizza, scroll faster. It, like liking pizza is not a personality. <laughs> you cannot replace. Your oh, you like pizza and wine. Right. Wow. Oh, you also like love oh my dogs. God. Here's a 30 minute Netflix special. Like, uh-huh. I have to hear more from you. I need right. more content. Please, Stacey. Tell me yeah. if this is blowing my mind. <laughs> what do you mean yeah. you don't like drama? <laughs> <laughs> you like to travel. It's like that whole, which is another a whole other thing, but like the whole travel thing on oh, like Instagram too. Like gypsy, like every yeah, girl. Every yeah, every girl's like, I'm just a gypsy fan. I'm a gypsy. I'm like, you're fucking. Read no, a book. you're just rich. Read one book that's not Harry Potter. Yeah. Can everyone in this world read one book? Go to the library. We Check need, it out. We need more books than just Harry Potter. We need more shows than The Office. Yeah. We need, and I love The Office, but I'm I'm. Well, we've taken a very real much, turn. We really like have. Now we're just attacking the internet. Yeah. <laughs> we're literally just about to fist fight the internet at this point. Back to me and all yeah. my middle school traumas. <laughs> Back down, no one wanted to kiss me. I mean, it is crazy. Like, to go back to this idea of, like, I do think my fatness or the way that my, like, how I presented and I was forced to present in a lot of ways, right? This idea of like, when I was younger, I couldn't go to like Limited 2 with like Jess and Brianne. Yeah. Like truly, like those shorts wouldn't fit one thigh. Right. And so I got into this habit of wearing like men's carpenter jeans. Yeah. Like from Old Navy because truly it was the only thing. That's all I could wear. And all I just wanted was like, just cover, like just put it away. Yeah. Yeah. Tent it up. And yet, like, I still didn't know I was gay. Like, I would yeah. do all, like, when it was, like, a Jaw Rule Ashanti song, I would automatically do the Jaw Rule parts. Yep. And I was like, but surely. What's my motherfucking name? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jason right. Mariah. So they, like, we, I think, were in high school at the exact same time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we were. Yes, we were. Uh, yeah, the, the, clo- the whole clothing world, too, like, fashion in general, yeah. I think is, I hope, it's getting better as far yeah. as like size inclusivity and things like that. I think yeah. it's funny now that like brands are becoming like aware of that. Right. And you then they want to be congratulated for it. Right. Well, I mean, it's like, like how we had TD Bank presents pride this year. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it's like on one <laughs> hand, is. you're like, this is I grotesque and I see through this like pink washing, this like manipulative capitalist like, oh, sure. Gay people exist. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. There was like some brands were like, guess what? Like. All bodies are cool bodies. Right. And we'll have someone who's like a size of like 12. Exactly. And I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. That's like barely fit. And yeah. again, that's very, please don't, guys, please don't attack me. I know, <laughs> like, that is such a big thing. Like, the, yeah. the who gets to be called by, like, right, right, right. I don't want to enter, like, I, I think, whatever you think you are. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like these brands, 
the big fashion companies kind of want a huge. They want a pat on the back. Yeah, they want to get in on it and doing the XL to XL. They want to have yeah. lingerie cut well, and like a tr- bras that have like inclusive sizes right. now, like that. And then in they, a lot of ways, catering to women who are the smaller sizes of the fat and also fat in the right ways. Right. Yeah. Right? Like women who have like huge asses, big tits, but still like pretty small ways. Right. Right. Smaller thighs, like a more sexual. Like sexually attractive distribution of weight. Yeah. Um, Roxanne Gay has this like, and uh, in, I mean, just incredible writing about all I of this. I love Roxanne. Yeah. Gay. I would give about anything to find out who her nemesis is. Oh that she talks about on Twitter. I would. Who is it? It's the mystery of the century. I would strangle my mother. I, I would, would watch the life go out of her <laughs> eyes to she, find this out for just someone to tell yes. me affirm it, like to affirm who it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, she won't take out with us. I know. Which she has every right not to. That was the best rejection we, got, we ever got. It was oh, the coolest rejection. She just she said, say? no, thank you. Oh, it, it, was, she, it was like, thanks, but, but no thanks. But she responded But she responded. That was, really that was nice. very nice wow. of her, yeah. A rejection yeah. from Roxanne Gay is better than an acceptance Truly. from almost anyone else. <laughs> I was giddy. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but no, she has a saying um, that I might be misquoting, but I'm pretty, like she refers to like Lane Bryant fat. Yes. Which like, uh-huh. yes. I am. Like, it's this idea that, yes, I am fat. Um, and like, I haven't, had it easy, per se, right? Like, I've still struggled, but I can still find clothes that fit me. You can still like, go to online. a mall. Yeah. yeah. Right. Whereas, like, there are women who are bigger than me who can't. Yeah. Like, can't go anywhere. Yeah. And, like, what is crazy to me is that still so often, I was like, oh, what was it about? It was, like, something maybe to do with Halloween. This is very stupid, like, reasoning. But it was something about, oh, no, I, like, had an event that I had to go to and my outfit hadn't arrived. Like, I had ordered something on ASOS. Sponsor me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it didn't get there on time. By no fault of your own ASOS, please sponsor me. <laughs> um, and then when I'm, like, a coworker, which is like, oh, well, like, go to Zara or whatever and pick up a dress. I was like, oh, in what world right. do you think I live in that I can walk into a Zara and find something in my size? Like, I can't. Like, yeah. all my clothing. Right. Yeah. That's a very oblivious thing. I usually thing come of- from, like, I have to, like, pre-prepare. Like, I have yeah, to prepare. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I only wear men's clothing, and I am actually at the largest size in most stores. That's nuts. For men's clothes, yeah. Not for shirts and tops and things like that, but, like, pants. Like, I... Like I, I like thirty six, thirty eight is generally the largest that men's clothing will go in, like, a regular store. Like, like Zara Men or H&M or Uniqlo or, you know, like, kind of your fast fashion. Like, that's, that's... The price range I prefer to shop in. Right, um, cool. I fucking hate spending money on clothes, but like, but yeah, like that's kind of, I'm sort of like maxed out in that, which is crazy to think about. Right, but because also I that, know men who are bigger. Than absolutely. So I'm like, where the so fuck like, are they getting close to? They it's, it's not exclusive to women. It's like, I think it's worse for women, but. Yeah, I mean, for for men, I feel like because the way they carry their weight yeah. a little bit differently, yeah. like a lot of them carry it in their stomach, so yeah. they can still wear like. Like my, I get it. I'm trying. My to wear dad will clothing, have you know? the the smallest chicken legs, <laughs> but like when right, he gains weight, it is men generally doing their midsection one million yeah. percent yeah. in yeah. his stomach. So his shirt, like, but all the shirts are just like these big button downs that yeah. accommodate everything, and then yeah. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre. To, I, but, I can't but even it's believe not like that. But yeah, me. anyway. Yeah. But I'm also trying to fit into clothes that are literally not made for women. You're so well, yeah. yeah, I would imagine like hips and, the hips, and things it's like the hips that. That I have yeah. to get a larger size for, and then they're a little too big in the leg. And also, sure. I try to get like button ups, and I have deep. It's just like it doesn't really work. Yeah. But it's yeah. whatever. That's my choice, I guess. <laughs> so we need to start wrapping up. But oh, is okay. there any? I don't know. Oh fi- God, final is, yeah, thoughts. Like what a. Who would you su- who do you, who would you suggest as far as like writers and people in like in media and things like that to follow for more like sort of rounded thoughtful content on? Sure. Oh, that's such a good question, and I'm gonna give like the most like intro level answer. Like obviously Roxanne Gay mm-hmm. and Lindy, Lindy West, West are yeah. those names that come to mind. Those are There's the two so that I go to. More. Yeah. Um, but I just... I think as far as fashion, do you follow Nicolette Mason? Oh, I do, yeah. Yeah, on Instagram. Who I was also thrilled when I found out that she was gay. I know. I didn't actually know that until very recently. Yeah, me either. Yeah. I was Uh, like, how nice. I know, right? Yeah, she's amazing. Cool. Um, Yeah. Anywho... Well, thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much for, oh God, for talking about this yeah. because it's Anytime. definitely something like that our our listeners have asked us to talk about um yeah, yeah body types and um it's just something that you know yeah so many people mm-hmm. 
can relate to. Well, to all my fellow fat queers who are listening to this, I see you. Yep. I love you. You're fucking killing it. And like slide into my DMs. Yeah. I would smooch all of you. Yeah. <laughs> really anyone slide on in. She is thirsty. <laughs> Not just because it's summer. <laughs> All right, so now it's time for our uh, listener question. And uh, before we get into this, quick disclaimer, uh, this is a a comedy podcast and we are not licensed therapists. So we're we're doing our best. And if it's not, uh, you know, we can't be held accountable for... We generally can't be held accountable for anything we say. Yeah, Um, I just made a joke about playing a dick like a recorder. I am unqualified (laughs) to, like, help you. But I will. (laughs) I mean, please hold us accountable for things, but also, right. like, this is we just the advice of, problems, of two silly dykes right. plus we're a just, guest. I, we're, I mean, I'm a Pisces, so again, I can solve your problem. Yeah. Okay, Colette's going to solve your problems today. I'm connected yeah. to yeah. the cosmos. This isn't related to, to this specific question, but but just in general. Also, please send your questions in uh, dykingout at gmail.com. We, we'd love to get them. We'd love to do our best in answering them. And we love a concisely worded question. Yeah, <laughs> please word it concisely or Sarah will roast you. Okay. <laughs> so this is a listener who came out to their family right before they moved from Asia to San Francisco. Mm. So that's the context here. They didn't take it well. Her mom implied that gay women aren't real women Oosh. and that she should go to counseling to, quote, get her back on track. Um, until this moment, I thought I had the best parents in the world. It's been four months. I've barely spoken with them, and I'm struggling with this because they were great when I was growing up, blah, blah, blah. I can't help but wonder, is this part of the reality of being queer? Should I try to change their minds while knowing that they think I'm some kind of freak? Even if I try to reconcile with them, I just feel too hurt to be the one making the first move and meet them halfway. Um I I hate this so much, this scenario where kids feel like they, like, no matter how old you are, that you have to be the adult in this situation. Right. It's just so fucking mm-hmm. unfair when yeah. your parents are obviously clearly in the wrong here. Yeah. And also, you're definitely not alone. I think the queer experience of parents being either unwilling to talk about it, best case scenario, or, or like, like, they ignore it, best case scenario, or they just outright, like can't stand this about you that's definitely a common thing so you're definitely not alone in that yeah. uh without context of like how old you are does it say i don't know not that that super matters but like that's kind of as queer people our a rite of passage for us is just like fucking be yourself and and kind of develop that like steel skin about this thing yeah because there's nothing wrong with you and there's everything wrong with them in the way that they're thinking so I don't know. It's hard. It's like, you know, sometimes we can't really like have the best of these worlds. We can't have this relationship back with our parents that we used to have. And that's just the way it is. And it sucks. But sometimes that's just how they are, you know? Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Then it's going to just be yourself and it's going to get better. And the more confident you are in your life and your sexuality, you're going to feel better. But they may not always be on board. Well, I also think the way that we've constructed this narrative of the coming out Mm-hmm. like coming out um, has done us such a disservice because and like you know it's so important to see in media but also has done us a disservice of like kind of keeping things tight like buttoning up to like a 30 minute one hour arc yeah. where either the parents come around or the parents don't come around but then this uh, the queer person is able to find this like beautiful other community which is all true but I also think we need to create space for stories that don't follow maybe this like ideal scenarios of like your parents accepting you a hundred percent. You can introduce your girlfriend or boyfriend. Um, and they're so loving. Um, and they celebrate like, I think it is up to you. Um, or you have this opportunity now to like negotiate what is important to you, what you think, what you want your relationship with your parents to look like. Yeah. I think it is possible to still love them Mm -hmm. and have a relationship with them where maybe you don't, talk about your sexual orientation with you. And, like, is if that's okay with you, I think there's no shame in that. Yeah. Right? Like, some people in the community might feel like, no, you need to, like, they need to accept you. They need to, like, be out there on the streets, like, P-flagging it up. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, unfortunately, like... That's not, not the reality. That's not yeah. the reality for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And so what you, whatever you need to do to create a relationship with your parents or not, 
right? Whatever you need to do to like be happy and feel supported. Yeah. There really is no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. Other than the the only wrong answer would be you living some sort of lie to appease them. But that's Yeah, it would be like don't pretend like it doesn't hurt you. Yeah. Like I I think they need to know that it's that it is hurtful. Yeah. Um and if you know, it's okay to communicate that. Say this is very hurtful. I do want a relationship with you. I hope that you can do the work to find a way to be okay with this. But this is mm-hmm. very much who I am. Yeah, and if they're they don't want to answer your call, there was I don't know what the politics are of bringing up another podcast on a podcast. Oh, but there is an it. episode of it. Nancy. Yeah, that's really great. Um, particularly um, specific to the Asian um, experience. It was uh, one of the woman host of the show whose name I don't Kathy remember. Too. Yeah. Kathy too. Yeah. She has an incredible episode about coming out to her mom. Um, and the multiple times that she had to come out to her mom because her mom just refused to hear it or acknowledge it. Yes. Um, yes. And she wrote a letter to her mom, which I thought was an in- so powerful and so smart. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because a letter forces you to like sit with it yeah. and engage with it. And you also get the opportunity to kind of do it on your own terms. Yeah. So if your parents can't have a conversation with you to your face or refuse to get on the phone with you. Um, you don't, like, maybe a text doesn't give you the amount of space mm-hmm. that yeah. you want. I feel like a letter could be... Yeah, a letter or a long email, whatever long you want to do. Yeah. 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 And I yeah, listen to gonna, that episode. Good. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be okay. You're, you're going to, as you get older and as you sort of hit other milestones in your in your queer life, as you get into relationships and things like that, things will start to come together and you'll find your own identity and however your parents are lucky enough to fit into your life at that point, yeah. then yeah. that's it. Like they, they are, they are going to be fortunate to be included in your life. And if they choose not to be, then that's their decision and they'll have to live with that. Yeah. yeah. The onus is on them. Yeah. To Absolutely. step up. Cause yeah. you did, you invited them to take part in something that is. That's really great. To you. Yeah. And yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And if they don't want to. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for, for writing in and uh, thank you everybody for listening. Colette, how can people find you on social media? Uh, guys, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at young, Y-U-N-G, Baba Yaga, like yeah. the Russian witch. So that's why, you, <laughs> because that tells you everything about me and how I see myself. So it's Y-U-N-G, B-A-B-A-Y-A-G-A. And when is your next show at Stonewall? The next show is Stonewall is whatever Olivia says on her episode that the next show is. (laughs) It is usually the last Thursday of the month. But if you follow me on Instagram, um, you can definitely get that information. And you can follow our show at I Think We're Alone Now, um, where the O in now is a zero because nothing is easy. So it's I Think We're with a W-E-R-E, no exclamation point, now, and zero W. I'm already obsessed with your Instagram, by the way. Oh, man, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, y'all will see just how cute I am. If you follow me, you should follow me. And follow us at Diking Out. We're not as cute, but you can follow us at Diking Out anyway. I see you with my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can follow me at TGI Carolyn. And I'm at the Sarah York. And you can get extra content from us on Patreon at patreon.com slash out for as little as $3 a month. So do that. Thanks for diking out with us this week. And we hope you tune in next week. Bye. 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 Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwein. Erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.